This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. How are you? I've got the biggest smile on my face because I'm so excited about this particular podcast episode. I was sitting here thinking about it and I was like, this is the episode that everyone's going to want to save and bookmark and want to tuck away in their pocket because We're talking about real stuff. Today, we are diving into feeling annoyed, feeling annoyed, right? And here's the deal. It's just real life. You're going to feel annoyed with your spouse. You're going to feel annoyed with things they say, things they do, the way they act, right? So let's talk about it. And as I I looked over it, I was like, I can't believe I haven't talked about this before. So we're doing it today and I'm just delighted. I've got the biggest smile on my face to talk about being annoyed. So here's what I want to offer you. Um, I want to offer some common language to understand emotions. And I think we grow up in a world where we are taught that there are good emotions and that there are bad emotions. And I remember even when I first discovered coaching, I thought it was going to be the thing that just helped me never feel a bad emotion again, right? I thought I wasn't going to feel sad or upset or angry or frustrated. I just thought, I was going to learn how to manage my thinking and I'd be skipping in the park rainbows and daisies every single day of the week. Not so. You've probably heard me talk about on this podcast how I have a love-hate relationship with some of the coaching tools and principles that I use and teach because it forces you to take responsibility. And I was like, wait a minute. I just liked my life when I could just blame everyone else for my problems and never had to look at myself. I'm halfway joking with that because as you've also probably heard me say, when you are able to take responsibility, that's where all of your power resides to create whatever experience you want to be having in your life. So it is both my least favorite and most favorite concept. And I think it's a good umbrella perspective as we dive into this conversation about feeling annoyed. And you can think about it in whatever flavor it comes up for you. A lot of times I hear clients describe it as I feel frustrated or I'm irritated, right? So annoyed, frustrated, irritated, something in that vein of 
maybe not quite rage, (laughs) but like very perturbed, right? Very perturbed and not to the place of like sadness and disappointment, which we'll talk about in a future episode as well. But annoyance is just like that buzzing irritation that I find for a lot of people is very difficult for them to sort of like get themselves together with, <laughs> right? Because it's a it's a frustration that comes sometimes from a healthy place of wanting things to be one way, but they are not. And so it's one of those things where it almost feels like in your frustration, what you actually want is like within your grasp. And so like you have to do something about it externally to get rid of the feeling of being annoyed or frustrated. Okay. So because we live in a world that teaches us that emotions are good or bad, I want to use the language of unpreferred. And I got this from my very good friend, Kristen Finch, who has an amazing podcast, by the way, called Calm AF. <laughs> so you might just want to hop on over there and get Calm AF um, after my six-step process that I'm going to teach you to deal with feeling annoyed. But I want to just lump annoyance, frustration, irritation, agitation into this category of unpreferred emotions. Because I don't think any of us would really raise our hand to say, I want to feel annoyed today, like bring it on, right? So we're going to use that term, which is a little bit more neutral than like a bad emotion. And I offer that at the outset because the problem is never in what you are feeling, right? We don't judge our feelings, At least that's what I teach my clients. Like, don't judge your feelings. Like, your feelings are your feelings. But, you know, what we want to get a better handle on is when we feel these unpreferred emotions, what we do. Because a lot of times it is either you're trying to escape your feelings by lashing out at your spouse or by shutting down and not addressing the issue at all, right? But what we know is that doesn't make the feeling, that doesn't make the experience go away. And I'm working with several clients right now on just years of resentment that they have built up that is such an obstacle to creating the kind of marriage that they want. So when you can sort of recognize that there's nothing wrong with feeling annoyed. It doesn't mean the end of anything. It doesn't mean anything negative necessarily. Then you can go through this process and not let it pile up and lead to resentment. Okay. So I want to just offer you that feeling annoyed is part of the human experience and it's going to come up a lot in your marriage. And I like to think about this from the lens of, you know, most of the clients that I work with are in their, you know, they range from like 30 to in their 60s. And I like to set the benchmark that like everyone lives to 100. So I want you to just think about that. Like in that range, you have 40 to 70 years 
to be married to this person. And so when you put it in that perspective, you should expect that you will feel annoyed quite a bit in a 40 to 70 year time frame of life, all right? So with that in mind, I want to walk you through the steps. And they're going to be simple to describe, but I want to acknowledge that like in the moment when you're actually feeling annoyed or irritated or frustrated, your brain is not going to like sit down and refer to these notes and like want to walk itself through these steps. So part of what I want to recommend is that if you find yourself struggling to manage yourself when you feel the emotion of annoyance, I want you to just keep listening to this podcast over and over and over again. It's almost as if you're building up a reserve of mindset, skills, and tools to help you when you're actually on the playing field, (laughs) like when you're actually on the court of experiences and situations with your spouse that create annoyance for you, all right? So the first thing that I want to offer you is to normalize it, right? We've kind of dipped into that and talked about it a bit. But I want to just really underscore and reinforce and underline and highlight and asterisk for you, feeling annoyed is not a problem. It doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It doesn't mean that something's wrong with your spouse. It doesn't mean that you aren't well matched together. It just means you have thoughts that create the feeling of annoyance. That's it. And I want you to look at this in the most objective way possible, right? Like, I feel annoyed. It's totally normal to feel annoyed with this person that I love, with this person that I adore, with this person that I want to be happy with. Yet in this moment, I'm feeling annoyed. That's okay. Like, I want you to start cultivating sentences like that in your mind because just the fact of normalizing this emotion takes some of the heat and the edge off of it, which is going to help you remain more grounded and then walk through the remaining five steps. Okay, so step number one, again, normalize it. It is not inherently a problem that you feel and experience the emotion of annoyance as it relates to your spouse. Number two is you want to understand it. You know, my soapbox is self-awareness, finding the real root issue for what's going on with you because it's never the surface level thing. It's never the dishes. It's never the unresponded text message. It's never the coming home late. It's never the not offering to help. It's never, it's never, 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 never those things specifically, right? Because those things are only pointing to some need, some desire, some want that is not being connected with and met, okay? So 
the way that I like to think about and understand my own emotions and how I coach my clients is to just ask the question, what's really going on here? What's really the matter? What's really the matter? What's happening for you right now? What's coming up? What are you thinking? Why is this such a problem right now for you? And you want to just sit with that question. You don't want to bypass it and go too quickly. You want to bring it up, let it be there with you, and then trace it back to like, where did this come from in my life, right? Not just with your spouse on this day, in this moment where you're feeling annoyed, But like, where has this need been sort of like nagging and gnawing in my soul for years? And I'm going to tell you, it's always something from your childhood. Either some miss your parents, you know, didn't catch some experience you had with friends or other caretakers or some impressionable defining experience that created a story in your brain about you, about the world, about other people. So asking the question, like what's really going on for you and understanding your emotion of annoyance, isn't something to be just checked off and moved on from. And I'll be honest, so many times when you really can answer these questions for yourself, it almost makes the rest of the steps unnecessary. When you can really identify the root cause of something and then weigh it in your mind in terms of how big of a deal is this actually right now, many of the times you will find that it's not a big deal and there's actually nothing you need to say and there's nothing you need to do. There's nothing you need to alert your spouse to. You just sit with feeling annoyed and it passes through you, okay? Step number three is clarifying it. And what I mean by this is you want to really just objectively look at what's happening in terms of what your spouse is doing. And I like to break this into two categories. One is, is this something your spouse is doing intentionally to upset you, to annoy you, to be rude or unhelpful or unkind? Or is it just them being themselves, maybe a little bit unaware and not as self-aware as you would like, but they're just being themselves and that's annoying you on some level, right? And I want you to, you know, spend some time putting their behaviors into these categories for yourself and really being honest and really being generous with them. Because what I find whenever I'm working with my clients, nine times out of 10, Their spouse isn't doing something intentionally, right? It's more like they're just not aware or it's not something that's top of mind for them or they're not even conscious of their own emotions and so they may make a careless comment. 
But it's not like they go in their brain and think, how can I make my spouse so upset and annoyed with me? Let me say this thing that I know is going to annoy them. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times (laughs) when that does happen, right? But usually it's in the middle of an argument right? Where both of you are dysregulated, both of you are in emotional childhood. And so you're saying things to be intentionally mean or rude or dismissive of the other person because you don't have a handle on your own emotions, right? That's happening for both of you many times when you're in an argument. So I don't want to discount or discredit or dismiss the times that that is actually happening. So you do want to notice it because what I find a lot of times is that the the sort of buzzing annoyance that's our day-to-day or week-to-week experience of each other sometimes is less in those moments, right? I think when you're actually in the middle of an argument, that is dipping more into like anger and rage than just this like annoyance, this frustration, this like eye roll, this like sighing and sarcastic comments and things like that. And I'm starting here because... It's here that those things snowball and build into the more explosive arguments. And so if you can get a handle on your daily buzzing annoyance with each other, it's going to save you having to do the heavy, heavy lifting of dealing with legit anger and rage and resentment towards each other. Okay, so you really want to just be thinking about what's going on for them here? Are they upset at me and they're doing this intentionally? Or are they just going about their business, being focused on themselves and their needs and maybe not thinking about me, but it's not something that they are consciously and intentionally doing to create hardship, frustration for me, right? So you do want to spend some time clarifying it. The next step is overriding your natural response, your natural reaction, actually, because responding is more intentional. Reacting is just like a knee-jerk reaction. And I almost called this step planning for it, right? So you can use whichever language resonates most with you. But here, what I'm really suggesting is that you decide ahead of time what you're going to do. Now, most of the clients that I work with, and I'm going to assume this is the same for you, the things that annoy you are not surprises, right? Like, you know, when your spouse does this thing, when your spouse says this thing, you generally get annoyed. It turns you off in some way, frustrates you in some way. And so because you can already identify what are the things that create annoyance for you. And you're also clear about how you respond, right? You're either doing some outward lashing out at them at whatever level for you in that moment, or you're just shutting down and withdrawing. Those are usually the two sort of extremes of how people respond to unpreferred emotions. And so when you can know these are the things that typically bother me and this is usually how I respond and you can map out that equation and know that this pattern is not producing the experience you want, the connection you want, the communication you want, 
then your job is to plan for it to happen in your mind. Like, yep, there's a likelihood this thing that typically annoys me can happen. And then decide intentionally to override your natural response. So that means if you're the type of person to be more emotionally reactive and you want to say something immediately when you feel annoyed, you don't. That's simply the step is you don't do that. And you get to do something else. (laughs) You want to have a replacement behavior because trying to do nothing when you really want to do something is nearly impossible. So you want to take the the time now to think about what could those replacement behaviors be. Here are some suggestions. You could call a friend and either chat (laughs) or vent, right? Now, I'm giving this advice very cautiously because if you choose the vent to a friend route, there are some guidelines and rules. You have to pick a friend who is going to be neutral, not the friend that's going to stoke your fire and tell you what a jerk or a bee your spouse is, right? You want to limit the venting. Give yourself two minutes, five minutes max, and then be done. Right? So those are the two main things. You can also vent into your notes on your phone, right? Or your voice memo app. So you can text it out. Just be like, I'm so frustrated. I'm so annoyed with my spouse. They did X, Y, and Z. Or you can just get to that voice memo and speak it out as if you were venting to a friend. I really like that suggestion better because speaking into the air on your phone is a very neutral thing, right? You're not going to get someone endorsing what you are annoyed about. So have a replacement behavior. If it's not venting or journaling Let it be listening to this podcast or let it be watching a funny video, right? I'm a huge fan of intentional distraction where if you know you love TikTok or Instagram videos, give yourself 10 minutes to go on there and decompress and distract your brain from the natural rumination process that it wants to engage in right? Or go get a hug from your kid. There's so many different things. I want you to think about what would work for you, a quick five to 10 minute replacement behavior, because that's just the right amount of time to take the heat off of what you're feeling and to retrain your brain to not be immediately reactive, okay? Now, on the opposite end, if you're the type of person to just shut down and sort of like go withdraw unto yourself, I want you to think about what would the opposite of that look like? Because a lot of times when I'm coaching couples, they're like, I had no idea my spouse was mad about that. I didn't even know. I knew they were upset about something, but I didn't know exactly what it was. And so 
maybe for you, the simple step, the simple replacement behavior is like, hey, I didn't like that. Or, hey, that didn't really work for me. Or, hey, I'm a little bit annoyed right now. Let me take some time to calm myself down, right? It's all about taking that step to communicate with your spouse and not from a place of blame or real, you know, like tension, but just like honoring yourself and what you're feeling. Because a lot of times for the person who is withdrawing, they don't honor their feelings. They don't express themselves. And one, that leads to a lot of resentment. But two, you never give your spouse a window into what's going on with you so that they can repair and you can recover together. So you want to start training yourself to at least say something. And I'm going to say in both of these examples, when you're overriding your natural pattern and you're consciously choosing a replacement behavior or a replacement response, it may be a little bit messy in the beginning, right? You may not do it right. It may not actually produce the result that you want, but I want you to be willing to let it be messy. It's like when you're trying to learn to ride a bike, you're a little wobbly and you fall down and you have to like put your feet on the ground and like restart. Same here with learning new behaviors in your marriage, okay? Oh, all right, the last step learn from it. (laughs) Your emotions are here to teach you. They are teachers to you about you. Just think about that for a minute. Your emotions are teachers to you about you. It's a part of yourself communicating with yourself. And so what I find is even when we're experiencing unpreferred emotions, they are there to teach you about what you do prefer and what you want instead. They show you who you want to be. They show you who you want your spouse to be. They show you who you want the two of you to be as a couple. And so whenever you're feeling annoyed, I want you to begin to ask yourself, what are you here to teach me? What are you, annoyance, here to teach me? What are you here to show me? What is it that I really would like to be experiencing instead? And then once you have that clear answer, then you want to start taking responsibility and positioning yourself to create what you want. So if an example is if your spouse isn't helping out as much as you would like, or if they're a little bit messy and they're leaving things all over the place and you've asked them to like deal with this many, many times. And you know, I'm annoyed because I want to feel partnership here. I want to feel like a united team. I want help and support. I value that in a partnership. Then you can take that desire and turn it into a goal 
and begin to ask yourself, how do I position myself? What's necessary or required of me to create this experience in this relationship? It's really a door and an opportunity just showing you what you want, right? So again, feeling annoyed, totally normal, nothing's going wrong. It can teach you so, so much. The six steps in this process, again, are normalizing it, understanding it, clarifying it, overriding it, meaning your normal way of responding and learning from it. That's five, not six. (laughs) There we go. It's five, five steps. So let me know what you are taking away. If you haven't had the chance yet to leave a review, I want to invite you to do that. For this episode or any episode of this podcast that has really been valuable for you. When you leave a review, what that does is it like alerts the podcast people that this podcast is helping someone. And when the podcast platform, whichever one you're listening to, mostly iTunes does this, when it recognizes that something is valuable to you, it wants to help share it with other people so that they can access the value as well. So I want to encourage you to leave a review, again, this podcast episode or another one, or even share this podcast with a friend or someone you care about that you know also experiences the emotion of annoyance. All right. That is what I have for you today. I trust that this has been valuable. You will save this episode and return to it multiple, multiple times over. It is always a pleasure to share with you, to be with you. And of course, if you are looking for help in your marriage, I want to invite you to schedule a consult with me. A consult is just a one-hour conversation that you and I get to have about what's going on, what you would like to be different, and then I will share with you my coaching process and spell out very specifically for you how I would support you and help you and guide you to creating a marriage that you love. You can find out more about how to schedule that call, as well as all of my coaching programs on my website at drshavon.com. That's D-R-C-H-A-V-O-N-N-E.com. I'll be back with you next week. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.